Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Of the afternoons of Sammy. Oh, up it goes, Sammy. Jeez, you've lifted that right up. Do you want me to sing it or something? I want to know Have you ever seen the rain? (laughs) Every time I go to Talky Tunes and Music, there it is! Coming down. Uh, on the first hour, welcome into the people uh, who have been with uh, wonderful Andy Thompson in the Rural Roundup. One of the hardest words, two words to say back to back, Rural Roundup. Um, what? Brewery. What? Oh, brewery is enough one. Yeah. The Rural Brewery Roundup. There we go. The Rural Roundup with Andy Thompson. Welcome in, you guys. Uh, first hour, we had some uh, chat. Just to bring you up to speed, we had some chat about the Warriors' potential new signing. Um... Braden Hamlin Ueli, Ueli, uh, 2.2 for the Warriors. So me and Sam talked about that, had a few calls. And then we were just, I stoked to talk to Rhiannon Ifland. Probably haven't heard of her. She's a legend in her sport, which is the cliff diving. And there's the big cliff diving competition at the Auckland Viaduct uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it's on TVNZ Plus for the non-Aucklanders if you want to watch. I mean... Just have a little bow peep, particularly Saturday and Sundays. But Friday's practice day, that might not be televised. But Saturday, Sunday it is. They have uh, two rounds for the men, two rounds for the women. And then on Sunday, the same thing. And they are crowning the overall series champion. Auckland is the last stop on their series. So do have a look at that. And um, absolute best there's ever been. Rhiannon Ifland, she joined us about 20, 25 minutes ago. So that'll be podcast very, very shortly. Uh, still to come, we have a Jordan Canelis, uh, if he wakes up, having put in a huge shift last night. He's an SEN cricket, co- uh, sorry, tennis commentator uh, out of the Australian Open in Melbourne. Uh, and also Jason Gulasakaram. He is out of Golf New Zealand. Uh, about the rising numbers of uh, participants in the game of golf. We want to drill down a bit about golf memberships. We've had a few texts about um, the cost, how the money split. 
that sort of stuff, barriers to entry to play golf. People like me who can sort of play maybe, oh, I don't know, go two months without playing, then I might play three times in a month. I want to play more. The flexi memberships, how they work, joining rural clubs, do they support that? Do they not? Where's the game going? Just some stuff around golf in general, because we've talked a bit of golf. But John O'Nabs, John Nabs, what he's doing rocks my world. Rocks my world. We're just getting him up on the line now. He is running for charity, The Width of Canada. The Width of Canada, which is the widest country in the world. It's 8,000 Ks. So imagine this. You start running in Cape Rianga, you run to Bluff. You turn around, you run back to Cape Rianga. You turn around, you run back to Bluff. You turn around, you run back to Cape Rianga. You turn around, you run back to Bluff. Five times. Five times. You get the you get the Cook Strait Ferry for three hours and he did do a ferry round. Okay, he's on the line now. So Jono, what this is epic. Uh exhausted. Mate, what's going on? How are you feeling, mate? Blooming good. Yeah. Um so as of a couple of days ago, the day before yesterday, I finally finished off the prairies, which was torturous. It was so flat. Um, you know, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, like, you know, wheat farming country, um, but you know, in December. So torturous and um just finally arrived into the Rocky Mountains and uh, talking to you from Banff today, which is um, you know one of the world's big ski centres. And, and coincidentally, there's a whole bunch of Kiwi accents that I hear walking down the main street of Banff. I, I got into town about an hour ago on, from today's run. Um, staying with a, a Kiwi fellow, Gus, from Christchurch today as well. So it's blooming cool to be here, cool to be in the mountains and just chuffed. To, I got what uh, 850k to go out of a 7,500 kilometre uh, continuous marathon, so I'm um, I'm on a high at the moment. Totally, we're probably going to go over some ground we've done before, John. But for people that maybe are hearing you for the first time, um, we'll do a quick uh, summary of how 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 it started. Um, you you did a bit of running at school. You certainly weren't a marathon runner. You've embarked on it. You're raising money for cancer foundations in both Canada and back here. In New Zealand, um, it's uh, you've got no support. It's just you and a pushchair, or a pram, or a stroller, or whatever you want to call it. Um, yep. Just, just, just to put things into context, can you go all the way back to the very start, just for the new listeners, how far you were running each day and how that's progressed? Totally. Yeah. So, um, very start, Newfoundland, the, the easternmost point of the North American continent, way out there where it's sort of you know next door to Greenland. Um, yeah, so I did a little bit of training beforehand as much as I could. I was mustering about 13, 14 hours um, per week um, in my, in my at the height of my training for this thing, which is not a huge amount of running, but showed up in Newfoundland, started running, and I I had a couple of days of a bit of an early flurry, um, but pretty quickly got tendonitis after two or three days and then had to peg it back to like a consistent daily mileage of about 17, 18 kilometres per day, because that's all the the tendonitis, particularly the patella tendon in my in my knees, um, that's all they could handle. And and so I've been in really close contact with one of my best mates. Uh, he's a high performance sport physio, uh, Andrew Nier. Um, he's I'm regularly on the blower with him, just talking about what's going on with the body and how to mitigate and how to manage. And starting from that, you know, 17, 18 k's per day every day back in Newfoundland coming through into Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Quebec, I was slowly building up, trying to follow this like marathon runner's rule, trail runner's rule of uh, 10% mileage increase every week. That 
sort of it's sort of accepted as being a good increase, uh, sort of an increment to help you avoid the worst the worst end of tendonitis issues, plantar fasciitis, things like that, mm. that can just be horrendous if they get away on you. And um, it was probably more like about every fortnight that it took me to make that 10% increase because, you know, I'd get, I, I might get five days in a row of hitting, you know, my, my 25Ks per day when I was coming through Nova Scotia. Um, and then someone would uh, often, you know, I'd be running some, some lovely, uh, rural part of Nova Scotia when uh, this actually happened one time this um, this this couple came out to the road they had seen on social media or on Instagram what I was doing um, they came out, they followed my, my dot my live tracker and mm-hmm. found me and I had only run about 10k's that day to, to that point and they were like if you want we live on the shore of this beautiful lake, Lake Sutherland Nova Scotia um, up behind our house there is a massive plantation of maple trees which is on our property which Jack the husband has tapped and he's run the line so that it comes all the way down to the garage right outside the kitchen where he processes it um, they're like we can we can make this happen if you want call it a day um, we'll put you up for the night we'll get some mates around we'll have a dinner party you can have literally fresh maple syrup out of the tree on your, on your pancakes that will make you tomorrow morning so that naturally, as I'm sure you will have picked up, that is really difficult for my progress when I'm trying to run across the country. <laughs> so you get days like that, and I have to sort of, um, I, I did end up accepting. I ran about another sort of, well, four or five Ks, but then I, I caved and I came back. And um, and so, yeah, with days like that, sort of a long long story short, I um, the it wasn't always a smooth build with that mileage increase. Um, so it took me a while, but by the time I got to about kilometre 2000, around about Quebec City uh, in Quebec, I was up to a marathon a day. And um, then it's just been a, a, an increase up to there um, where it, it maxed out at about 50, 55 k's a day um, through the fall, through sort of uh, southern Ontario, northern Ontario. And then other things came into play after that, like sort of the, you know the snow, the Canadian winter, and where to camp safely. Um, very isolated up through northern Ontario as well, so I wasn't just at liberty to run as far as I want, whenever I want. It was there was a lot more because, as you say, said earlier, um, there's no support team. It's just me pushing this pram. Um, you know, Shania is what I've named her, um, and it's got my. My, my tent, my sleeping bag, my food, my clothes, uh, everything. Um, so it, 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 as the weather got colder um, and, and I sort of started to get into a bit of a higher latitude as well, it became less of just this big, fun, warm, warm um, running holiday essentially and it, it turned into a lot more of a sort of an, an expedition sort of thing where I'd still try and get my 50Ks per day, but then also had to be very particular about where to camp so as to not get hypothermia and not, not be exposed to bears or, or, or coyotes or whatever. So it, it sort of got a little more serious probably the last couple of months, but still um, still super fun, still super meaningful, you know, raising money for Childhood Cancer Canada and the Child Cancer Foundation of New Zealand. And, and that's been going great guns, especially um, the last couple of provinces like Saskatchewan, um, Alberta, which I'm just about to finish off in the next couple of days. So, yeah, 
yeah, it's, it's just been fantastic so far. What what's the what's the biggest mileage you've done in a day? Seventy five k. That was it was not long ago. Actually, probably about two weeks ago. I was in this uh, town called Medicine Hat, Alberta, and um, it was it was sort of the end of the prairies, which is the, the prairies are just you know like fifteen hundred k's of just punishingly barren flatland. <laughs> it's um, from from pretty much from the Ontario border west through Manitoba, through Saskatchewan, and then through sort of the first part of Alberta. Um, and it was it was very much the end of the prairies, and uh, it was it was this particularly barren stretch with no towns. And I looked on the map, and uh, sorry, I looked at the weather forecast, and it, um, the total abnormality for the prairies was that there was going to be a very slight easterly wind, a, a tailwind. Because for that prior fifteen hundred clicks, it had largely been, um, you know, the prevailing wind is a westerly or a headwind. And um, I thought, cause after Calgary, after the prairies, it's pretty much straight into the mountains. So I thought, if if I'm ever gonna have a, a um, try and try and tick off the century, a, a 100k day on this mission, um, it was probably going to be that day, uh, the the last day on the flatland with a little bit of the tailwind as well. Um, Went out, tried to uh, tried to do it, um, and got about seventy five k's in, and then um, got a few niggles in various parts of the body. And if it had been just a one off race, a hundred k um, event, I, you know, it would have been safe to push through that. But um, I, you know, I didn't want to jeopardise the whole rest of the run just for the sake of of, of, of a one you know one day push. So I caught it off at seventy five. So that's mm. that's been the largest run. And there's, then there's been a whole bunch of uh, sort of 60s, 65s, and then probably the most, the normal number for a run is probably about sort of 45 or 50 k's per day. Calgary, you mentioned that. Um, I know what happened in Calgary, but tell the listeners some cool things that happened in Calgary. Calgary was fantastic. It was, you know, coming through these cities, you know, it's, it's, it's a big run, trying to run across Canada, but it, first and foremost, it's a fundraiser for people affected by cancer and particularly for the kiddos, which is why I wear the Superman costume. So the city's always a big opportunity to boost that fundraiser. Calgary was the best experience, the best city in that regard of the entire run. Um, uh, the, the mayor of Brandon, Manitoba, when I was running through there a month or so ago, he came out, joined me for about four hours and he, he ticked off about uh, 24, 25K um, that day. And he, he made, actually made a bet with a buddy that he'd donate 100 bucks for every kilometre. So he raised a whole bunch of money. Anyway, on that run, he said he would get in touch with the mayor of Calgary, who he actually grew up with, and issue the same challenge to her. Um, so she accepted, not not the run, but to sort of, you know, just the hospitality and everything. So coming into Calgary, um, had the pleasure, the honour of, of um, being welcomed into the city by Mayor Jody Gondek. Um, which was neat. She's a she's a really cool uh, lady. Um, she then, or her office then, um, put out the, the sort of a similar invitation and, and, and challenge to the Calgary Flames NHL hockey team um, to to show some Albertan hospitality to this smelly Kiwi running through town. <laughs> and um, they gave just the most incredible seats, um, literally front row, touching the glass. Um, you know, seeing seeing these NHL players get smashed up against the glass like right in front of me. Um, 
so this was to the Calgary Flames versus the Ottawa Senators. Uh, this was this was a couple of weeks ago, and um, they did that. They on the spot they made a five thousand dollar donation to the cause, wow. and then they did a um, they they donated. Um, in, in, in hockey, in NHL, there's this tradition. Different causes throughout the year, um, they they will have these like specific themed warm up jerseys that the the players wear um, before the game. And one of these um, themes every year is um, cancer, cancer research, and cancer funding. And um, totally coincidental, but they they had one jersey left over from the 2023 hockey fight cancer um, night, and they donated that. To, they gave it to me as a donation to the cause, um, and they, they presented that. Um, and the you know the CTV and Global News these, these channels were along there as well for that presentation, and then you know chucked that on for the night for the game against the Senators, and um, they also organised a big screen shout out on the jumbotron and you know at the at the Settle Dome there in Calgary, the, the NHL um, arena in, in Calgary, and um, that's that just that went out to you know eighteen thousand people at the arena there and um it just boosted the fundraiser no end like coming in like the target for the whole um run whole fundraiser has been sixty thousand Canadian dollars which is uh seventy two thousand Kiwi and coming into Calgary I was on about forty five um and you know I actually had to hunker down in Calgary because we had a polar blast. We had we had five or six days of, of minus forty, minus fifty sort of temperatures. But before I left Calgary, as a result of what the the um, Joti, the mayor, had sussed out and what the Flames had done for us, um, we we ticked over the whole goal. We got sixty thousand, and um, just an outstanding experience in Calgary. So much fun. That's amazing. That is so cool. So cool. Finally, finally, John, I could talk to you all afternoon, as you know. Uh, um, when you headed off into the onto this adventure, it was a bit like running into the unknown. And like, there's the physical, there's the mental, there's the spiritual. The I can only imagine. Like, there's going to be a book. There's going to be a book. I was driving home last night after work, thinking I should write Jono's book, but I'm not good enough. But anyway, what have you learned about oh, yourself? Mate. What have you learned about yourself that you didn't know about yourself? Yeah, that's an outstanding topic. I, um, well, first and foremost, I'd, I'm very much. I'd, I'd love to love to write a book, and I'm, I'm taking. You know, I've got a diary and taking voice memos and photos and all that sort of thing. Very much with the intent, um, whether any whether it's readable or not, I don't know. But um, um, yeah, to answer your question, what have I learned about myself? Um, it's it's been an incredibly it's been the greatest experience in my life. But to an extent, it sort of doesn't feel like me. I've, I've been saying that a lot lately. Mm. Um, you know, especially because now that it's, it's into the last chapter, you know, there's only 22 marathons to go, and a lot of people have, you know, it's starting to get more um, sort of people's attention and, and PR and fundraising and stuff now. So people will just randomly meet me in the street and they'll be like, oh, I've seen you on Instagram, I've seen you on the news, and they're like, um, how's it been? And be like, yeah, good, you know. How far have you run? The question is uh, 154 marathons, um, and and it really, it sort of, it doesn't feel like I don't know. It's a very surreal experience. It doesn't really feel like something I've done. I just feel like I wake up and run every day, and then I just sort of persist. Um, don't ask too many questions. Keep trucking, and and then uh, all of a sudden it's turned into this this thing. Um, I think. 
one of the massive the, this experience with I'm not sure if it's so much to do with the running or just having this, this whole adventure. It's brought me into the lives of so many Canadians from so many different walks of life, um, and and I've just seen I've seen and, and especially because of this cancer element, cancer research element, and and the cause, um, and it's you know I've been very public about the fact that I'm doing this because well, a big part of the motivation has been that both of my folks died from cancer a couple of years ago. Um, it's it's brought me a lot of the people that have reached out have been you know people that have been similarly touched by cancer, and I I think one of the probably the more the, the deeper effects of this whole run is that it's just made me it's just I think mellowed me out as an individual and just made me realize like like a lot of awful things happen to you know in terms of cancer and what have you too a lot of good 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 folks um, and you know there's no shortage of good folks over here in Canada and um, and it's, it's to the extent like every time I meet someone now I'm just like this is this is just a good person doing the best they can with what the hand they've been dealt and um, yeah I feel that's, that's been quite an astute change in, in, in how I and how I walk down the street these days, you know. Mm. And given that you're running a marathon a day now, like you're in it, you probably don't have much time for pause and reflect. That time will come. So you're less than a month away, I'd imagine, from from the finish line and uh, diving yeah. in the sea, which will be just incredible. I'm going to book in a chat with you the day or the day after, or whenever you can find time, because yep. you're going to be inundated, which is just brilliant. <laughs> and you'll get back to New Zealand. And I really, really, really want to get you in studio with me. We'll take calls, we'll take text messages, and we'll we'll flesh it all yep. out with you, which will be Absolutely brilliant. Johnny, we're, we're, we're sort of out of time. I've gone about five minutes over, but who cares? Um, absolutely brilliant to chat to you. I, I really want people to jump on his Instagram, jump on his Facebook page. It's just John Nabs, J-O-N-N-A-B-B-S. Donate five bucks, donate five grand, like the Calgary Flames. Just donate something. But it's the messages too, the messages of support, Jono. I've, 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 yep. I've learned how that fuels you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's um it's a very lonely journey, and um, what I find, especially from Kiwi, um, and you know, like this, this might sound cliche, it is not. It is very real. I get messages from people saying like, "I'm going to choke up." <laughs> um, they say they're proud of what I'm doing. Yeah, <clears throat> mm. so um, you know, flying the flag for the country, and that's um, good God, that that drove me. Mate, a lot. like we're a little country. And we've got people that do amazing things, and you're right up there in my eyes. So, like, I don't send you as many messages as I probably should, but that I I send you a message, and I see the other messages there, mate. It's heartfelt. You're a game changer. You're a life changer, and you're showing a huge country like Canada what Kiwis can do. And we're all on your shoulder with you, mate, all the way. And and you know, I'll go five days, and and then I think, Jono's just run five marathons for cancer representing us and representing all the people that suffer so mate you're dead set champion absolute champion and i'm so excited that you're so close to the finish line it's the finish line of the run but it's not the finish line of the cause mate and you're doing us all so 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 proud so always appreciate our chats john um absolutely brilliant and i can't wait to meet you in person once it's all over yeah i'm, I'm lost for words mate um yeah and and um 
on that, I know we're gonna we're gonna call it there, but um, I've got some. I've, I've recently sort of decided upon some pretty cool plans um, about what's next, which um, I can certainly tell you about and share with you as well. You know, for in terms of uh, New Zealand in a couple of months' time. Nice. All right, we'll save that for our next chat, John. When 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 you're finally on the west coast. Awesome. Absolutely brilliant, buddy. Thanks for joining us today. No worries. Thanks, mate. Drop out. It's uh, the emotion of the young man. Um, what's driving him is so inspiring. Um, I hope for everyone. This, he's run six and a half thousand Ks and he's not a runner, really. He was doing 13 hours a week as preparation and he's doing 13 hours a day. And it's not for himself and it's not for fame, it's not for glory. It's because both his parents were taken by cancer a couple of years ago. And he's turned a tragedy into helping others, which selfless people, selfless people are so inspiring like that. And um, I do send him messages on his social media and you heard what they mean to him, especially from New Zealand. So please, just take the time to, if you've got Instagram, Look them up, John Nabs. If you've got Facebook, and most people do, please, just for a couple of minutes, just go and find him, follow him, and flick him a message and say you just heard him on the radio and what he's doing is great. Because the fuel he runs on is the support he gets from New Zealand. That's what I took from that. Yes, he's doing half the money's going to Canadian research and, and cancer foundations, half's going to New Zealand. You can hear, it's dripping through him how proud he is to be a Kiwi. And he gets a message from a Kiwi he doesn't know, saying, we're proud of you down here in New Zealand. When you're running a marathon a day, every little bit helps. And we've been talking about those one and two percenters. Do please go and just send him a message of support. I'd really, really like you to do that. Leanne's just sent in from Palmy Staffy. The man, John Nabs, is amazing. I've been following him since he was on your show last time. The footage, etc., has been great. And and the cause is amazing. It's been a great it's been great hearing from him again. He posts nearly every day and surmises his um surmises his day. And you see the conditions he's running in? Like monumental snowfalls and he's pushing a stroller wearing a Superman suit and a beanie and his beard and his sideburns are frozen. And I take the time to actually think about, put myself in his shoes. It's, it's quite incredible. Someone else actually asked how many, how many pairs of shoes does he go through? Two pairs a week. So he does about, about two marathons a pair. Actually, that's three pairs a week, isn't it? I have asked him that before. Probably saw when he puts a new pair on, you've got to break them in for a bit, right? Mm. New shoes always suck, but... Yeah, I think he arrived with three pairs of shoes and hadn't really thought about, oh, they're going to run out quick, but they did. Mm. He's now got a shoe sponsor on He does, yeah, he does. Who just said, whenever you need a new pair of shoes, just duck into... It's like the equivalent of Foot Locker. There's one in every town, so... Um, He's so inspiring, Sammy. Like you, you knew him. You put us onto him, and um, and I wanted to thank you for that because I just I just get so energised when I hear people doing this sort of stuff. Yeah, he's he's a he's a great man, and and just a great family as well. I remember his brother uh, Lucin, who was uh, a year below me at school, and um, when I was a third former, I. Um, or year nine, whatever it is, I was running around the hundred meters, you know, and that was my thing. And then Lucin came in the year after, 
and this kid was quick. He was rapid, and all of a sudden, I was second fiddle to loosen nads for the rest of my high school career. But a great family. Um, I did know the, um, his his mum a little bit. Not I didn't know her personally, but she did a lot of netball. Obviously, she's a um, netball sort of icon. Um, but she did a lot of coaching in around St Paul's and around the school and the, and the girls there. So she was always on campus. The other thing I will say as well, staff, is often when I hear things like this or you know you encounter these sort of charity causes and you think to yourself like they're up to sort of eighty thousand dollars they're looking for a hundred and thirty thousand dollars you think to yourself well i'm not really going to make a difference you know my five ten bucks isn't really going to do much but no but for see for jono um and and um, i've been speaking to him about this when when we were going to get him on it's not even about um the, the the monetary value of the donation it's actually seeing the name pop up that so and so's donated knowing that you're following him and you're supporting him so he i mean yes he wants to get to a target he wants to get to whatever he wants to get to now is it 100 and 100 and something 130 yeah. or something um yes he wants to get to that target but for him it's actually he takes more solace in the in and seeing that name in pop the up act that, of it yeah that someone's donated and he's he doesn't care if it's a dollar you know it's like you've donated and and you've um you, you've you're showed connected. that you're supported to him so like I just encourage you if you do, you know, it's that old adage of you know if you if you don't have a spare, um, don't have spare ten bucks to spend or whatever, you don't have to give them a thousand. Just get you know go and throw two bucks in there, just just to show that your name that your name's on the on the support list. It gives and him such a lift. It gives him a good buzz, and he probably needs. Like I've seen his post staff become, and even in that interview, obviously getting a little bit emotional. His posts have become more emotional because you know he's he's. What hundred and how many days is it in? A hundred and two hundred and eighty-seven oh, two, something. Yeah. yeah. So he's two hundred days he's into exhausted. this thing. He's exhausted. I mean, mo- mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, he is exhausted. So you know, those little those little one percenters make a huge difference. And you mm. never know. You never know what, what uh, you say or do on any given day might do for somebody else. So. Great man. Scotty Logan's just texting saying it's an amazing story. Donating now. Uh, can you spell the name of John? J O N N A B B S. John. Nabs. So leave the H out, uh, Bob. J O N N A B B S. Um, Google them, find them on Facebook, find them on Instagram, whatever social media you use. I'd love you to send them a message. I'd love to get a message from John Nabs overnight tonight or tomorrow and say, mate, I've had so many messages from you. That would be cool. And he loves the feeling of connecting back to home. What he's doing is absolutely incredible. Uh, someone just texted saying, come on, Sam, you weren't that quick at school. Must have been someone you went to school with, eh? Put that number in your phone, Sam. That's not you again, Regan, is it? Don't tell me it's you, Regan. <laughs> we have to get a breakaway. We really went over time. Let's get one of those away. We'll be back shortly.